Mic check. Test. Hello, Mike. Mike's here? I wish. <laughs> well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said so I Kermit the Frog But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Muppet Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and Sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Alex. Yes. It's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights? It's time for the most Muppets. (laughs) I don't remember the next line. (laughs) I don't either. The most on the Muppet show tonight. Who needs them? <laughs> They're just like us. We all are. <laughs> Manamana. What is this? What are we doing? We're, just, we're doing the Muppets. Just a series of bits? Yeah, that's what the Muppets are. <laughs> that's what the Muppets are. <laughs> that's what the Muppets are. <laughs> that's what the Muppets are. We're sorting the Muppets. JD, what's a Muppet? <laughs> it's, a, it's part mop and part puppet, I believe. Part man, part puppet, isn't it? I don't know. I thought it was mop puppet. Mop puppet? Yeah, because they've like many of them have got like that mop hair, like Scooter. Yeah, his hair looks like it's from a mop. That is not what Muppet stands for. Whatever. I'm sorry that I haven't studied the works of Jim Henson. Although, in the words of Kermit the Frog, like a puppet is just is like a thing you like move around and like make talk for you, whereas he's just a normal talking frog. Yes. The main difference between Muppets and Puppets is that Puppets are movable models of people or animals, animated and manipulated by people, while Muppets are a special type of Puppets. (laughs) That's really vague! Marionette and Puppet. Oh, okay. Because there's more parts than just, like, one hand and a Puppet. They're also an entertainment sensation. Uh Uh-huh. And they're funny. They are funny! (laughs) And sometimes there's a frog and he sounds like this and he's Kermit the Frog? It's a good frog. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog is a... Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. The. Not the. Kermit the Frog here. I was gonna say that Kermit the Frog <laughs> is a wonderful uh, creature who has never done anything wrong in his life, but I changed my mind. Kermit the Frog is an asshole. It's not that easy being green. <laughs> Having to spend each day... The colors of the leaves. Why is this happening? Because, well, one, that's a voice I can do, and I'm good at it, and it's fun. (laughs) And two, the Muppets have many iconic songs, Mm. and we're going to sing more of them. You know, it's not not a Muppet song originally, but you want to know my favorite Muppet song? Go for it. Bermuda, Bahamas, come on, pretty mama, Tuki Lago, Antigo, come on, why don't we go down to Kokomo? I mean, there's a... There's a lot of songs that the Muppets have done that aren't originally Muppet songs, including Manamana. Yeah, Muppets are good. I I love the Muppets. They're just they're just they're just they're classic, and they're vaguely Christmassy, which we'll get into. <laughs> Merry Christmas! It's December now. Merry Christmas for sorting Muppets. It's it's December today. Yes. When you're hearing this. This is your first day of your Advent calendar. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Um, this is your podcast advent calendar, and we are day number one. You should be delighted to have us on this first day of December. Krimbus! <laughs> Merry Chrysler! Happy Graces! Merry... Krimbus. Krimbus. Anyway, let's sort a Muppet. Or maybe more than just the one. Oh. Who's up first, Alex? Is it Kermit the Frog? Obviously, it's Kermit the Frog. Hi-ho, friends! The original Muppet. Yeah, a good frog. Like, I was gonna say a good man, but a good frog. <laughs> the only Muppets like to like consistently uh, cross over with Sesame Street. Hmm. Yeah. Because he was major on Sesame Street in the early days, and they only really took him off of that when the Muppets, as the Muppets, like the Muppet Show, became yeah, big. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sesame Street. I'm pretty sure I've said that on the podcast before. I'm sure you have. Yeah. yeah. I just Sesame Street is good. I just enjoy things that have Muppets in. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So Kermit the Frog. You know, some people are, like, creeped out by 
Muppets and or puppets? Puppets, I know, in general, yeah. Yeah. Eh. I think they're delightful. Puppets can be creepy. Sure. Don't love a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, I mean... I don't love humanoid puppets. Mm. But I don't like dolls either. Do the humanoid Muppets count as humanoid puppets? Because they're still usually bright, different colours and obviously made of felt. Yeah, no, that's the difference. It's like, it's clearly not... I think the felt is the key thing here. It is. They're soft. They're yeah. approachable. You could hug them. Mm. And I would like to. Oh, Kermit would give you the n- nicest hug. I know. I mean, he, there's not much of him to hug. But he would get, he, Kermit gives good hugs. What house gives good hugs? <laughs> so Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. To introduce this character. He's a frog. He's a frog. And a Muppet. Uh-huh. It's not that easy being green. Yes. These He's... are all things we've said. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the recap. So the leader of the Muppets. He's the one who... Like, I think the first live-action mu- Live-action? Ah, uh, yes, you, you, you know. Well, I think Muppet Babies was animated, right? It was, yeah. yeah. Or at least, yeah. But that came after. <laughs> the first Muppets movie was a pre- essentially a prequel to the, the Muppet show, and, like, it was establishing how they all met and came together. Like, it introduces Kermit as living in his swamp. Yeah. He sings the Rainbow Connection. Yeah. Which I don't know as well, because I didn't know the movies as well. Mm. But I know for many people, it's like, a big deal. It's like the definitive Muppets thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember it very well, but I have, like, I know the song. I would recognize it if it were playing. The Lovers, the Dreamers, and Me? Is that Yeah, that it's line? a really sweet song. Oh, yeah. No, it's lovely. And, like, they they like to milk it as much as they can as well. Oh, yeah. Like, in the 2011 movie, that was their, like, show-stopping number at the end as well. Because, of course, it was. Nostalgia. Yeah. It works. So Kermit's good. Yeah. Um, he's, so he's the one who like brings everyone together and like he's the leader. He's in charge of the show and organizing everything. He is both the leader and the heart. Hmm. And the brains. To an extent. <laughs> he's, um, he's the only one who knows what he's doing. As time's gone on, he's become kind of more and more exasperated and done with everything. Yeah. Although saying he's done with everything, he's also the first one to reunite everyone whenever they split up, which they do many times. Yeah. But like he's he'll always just be like, Oh no, this is terrible. Why is this happening to me? Keep going, guys. No, don't leave. Yeah. I love you. Um that's I mean that's particularly true in I think it's just called The Muppets. There was a TV show and I think it was just okay. called The Muppets. I didn't know we we were talking about a film. Sorry, yeah, yeah, the tw- uh, 2015. The, yeah. The one where it's like a mockumentary behind the scenes. Yes. yes. Um and that's that's one that like I actually have like actively watched. Like I don't seek out Muppets to watch very often. They're just yeah. sort of there and I like them. Yeah. But, we know. were both too young to like watch the original show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we grew up in the nineties with the movies, so they were mm-hmm. part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um but the twenty fifteen show I did watch and <laughs> Kermit is the only one in that show who has his shit together. <laughs> Scooter? Yeah, maybe. Scooter's like... <laughs> kind of like how Kermit keeps his shit together. Fair, yeah. Kermit definitely used to be a lot more wacky and zany in the yeah. early days. You know, it's all like... Aah! Oh yeah, the flailing arms. The flailing arms are the scream. Love like that. whenever he's excited, he's. A, I mean, he's a showman. Is the thing. Yeah. That's the. That's what he puts out to the audience. It's only behind the scenes you realize he's just sighing and <laughs> smoking and drinking. And this, you know, this is the job. Yeah. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it well. And his colleagues are fucking insane. <laughs> his colleagues are Muppets, in the English slang version of the word. <laughs> it's so. It's still weird to me that that's just an English slang thing because it's in the movie. Jason Siegel wrote that movie and did it. Yeah. And sang it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not something an American would typically say. Sure. But that's what I mean. So, like, that, what does that line sound like to an American then? Where he says, I'm a Muppet of a man. Like, what is, like, to an English person, it's him saying, like, oh, it's a play on words because, like, it's the whole man or Muppet thing. But also he's saying he's a failure and a mess up of a man. I think that still reads. Right. <laughs> but it, just because it's it's a word that in context you would get the, the gist of the meaning of doesn't mean it was a word that we would typically use. Yeah. I wonder like how it starts becoming a thing. We shouldn't be getting into etymology right now. <laughs> I would Actually, do you want to just stop doing this podcast entirely and just do an etymology podcast? Okay, so today's episode of Sorted uh, Not an... 
Oh, no. We can keep the title. It's not a Harry Potter <laughs> podcast. This is sorted. This is where we talk about uh, etymology of words. We sort out the meanings of words. Uh, no Harry Potter here. <laughs> Today's topic is Muppets. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, just... Just the, the keeping the title sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's about <laughs> etymology. It's got nothing to do with Harry Potter. I don't know why they mention it, really. Not to be confused with the concept of sorting, which etymology... <laughs> etymology... Etymologically speaking. Oh, you lost it. Oh, boy. Etymologically speaking, that's still not it. No. <laughs> still nothing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorting can have many meanings. So Kermit, he's either a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. Yeah, he definitely He's. I think Hufflepuff. It's like it's, I think he's close on that line because he's got like he's got the courage and the like oh, and the leadership yeah. of a Gryffindor. I think of the Muppets, I think he may be one of the most well-rounded. Oh yeah, well he gets the, by far the most development. Yeah, like I said, like he's. He's pretty intelligent. Yeah. Um, he's definitely like got his ambitions. He's yeah. He, he wants the Muppets to be a super successful show. Yeah, but he's also extremely hardworking. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I lean Hufflepuff. I think. Mm. But that could that is largely because like my biggest you know chunk of Muppets that I know and like remember mm. is that 2015 show in which he was like working so so hard to keep. You know, the yeah. wheels turning and everything. I mean, the thing that I know Muppets from the most is when they're not playing themselves. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm inclined to lean more towards Gryffindor. Okay. I, I don't know, I just the sense of leadership he carries. Mm. Like, he's always, he's always the, like, he's the one who seeks everyone else out to re- regroup when they need to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Loyal and friendly and people-oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brave. Sure. Seeking out people who are expressing that they don't want to be around him because, he, or don't want to be part of that group anymore. Of, yeah, because often it would be not a problem with Kermit specifically, unless it's Piggy. Often it would be a problem <laughs> with just other things going on. Sure. Like I, I mean, I obviously see the Hufflepuff in him, but I also don't think we can just say, "Oh, he's nice, Hufflepuff." No, that's fair. That's fair, and it's not just that he's nice. I, I think know. that it's that he he values that niceness. I think that's important mm. to him that he is like caring and loving towards his friends. I think it's important to him that there is someone like that in the world, and he wants to be it. Yeah, another aspect of courage would be in showmanship and wanting to be on stage and p- performing. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, it's, we goofed. It's, it's we pretty... goofed. We goofed around so much, but it turns we haven't like had like a, a hard disagreement for a while. Mm. And Kermit the Frog is the one that's done it for us. Yeah, that well-rounded, <laughs> fleshed-out Muppet. <laughs> but we've not had a character that's like set us against each other quite like this for quite a while. That's fair. It could also be um, sort of one of those things where, because there are so many iterations of this character, yeah. this is something that, that comes up every so often with like long-running mm. franchises, I guess. Um, there are so many iterations of this character that people will see this character in different lights, will know this character in different ways. I'm mm. less familiar with the movies than you are. Mm. Um, the movies in which he's often playing that heroic lead like captain smollett uh-huh that like that role is i would say very gryffindor yeah but like just the image of kermit the frog in my mind is one of just like warmth and joy and like friendliness mm. and just like nice like it's such a, it's such like a cozy hufflepuff i don't know i don't know how to explain this like kermit the frog is just like everything that a hufflepuff wants to be the, to me i mean that's not the very personal sort of reading of the character the things in the ways you're describing him give me a vibe of neville longbottom okay <laughs> friendly like his defi- like some of his biggest def- most defining gryffindor traits are in his friendships yeah it takes a great deal of courage to stand up to our enemies but even more to stand up to our friends I mean, that's a good point. Kermit would absolutely stand up to his friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would, that's not on Hufflepuff to, you know, do the right thing. Neville was definitely secondarily a Hufflepuff. He was close to that point. Absolutely. When push comes to shove, 
would Kermit stand up and lead in a time of danger? Yes. Yeah, that's what Neville did. That was like when Neville proved his Gryffindorosity. Yeah, in the I seventh mean, book. Yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, he will do. He'll stand up and do what needs to be done to yeah. protect the people he cares about and to fight Voldemort. Kermit would. Yeah, exactly. Kermit's better than any of us could ever be. <laughs> Why do I want to, like, why am I looking up to Kermit the Frog like this? Like, I've never thought about this before, but, like, man. Kermit's great. I aspire to be like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. (laughs) The world would be a better place if everyone was Kermit the Frog. So, Gryffindor? Sorry, I think we both just had a Scrub-style flashback. (laughs) We both just, like, spit, like, looked off into space, and we're just having a moment. (laughs) You know, the Muppets have had multiple crossovers with Scrubs. I know they have. Yeah, fine, you can have Gryffindor. Yeah. I I never disagreed with you that that reading was there. Oh, yeah, and I don't disagree with you that there's obvious Hufflepuffleness. Yeah, I just prefer one to the other. Up next is Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy! I don't think we're going (laughs) to disagree on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Tell me about Miss Piggy and her defining traits. (laughs) Miss Piggy is... Yoda? What? Yeah, it's the same actor. Oh, okay, okay. The same Muppets actor and voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What?! Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's just that's not what I thought you were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> and also, for some reason, I thought of Baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, although, wow, Disney could just do this. Yeah. The Muppet Star Wars. Oh, God. They love doing that, sh- that shit. Yeah. They did Phineas and Ferb Star Wars, and they've done this, that, and the other Star Wars. They could straight up do Muppet Star Wars, and it would be great. It would be. You know... It might be better than actual Star Wars. <laughs> Probably. I would enjoy it more. Oh, gosh, and it's so easy to cast them. So Kermit's obviously Luke, and... Well, it, ooh. Although, like, then Piggy is Leia, but then that's weird. That's not gonna work, Muppets. Mm. No, thank you. Unless they do a little bit of rewriting. Unless Kermit is Han. Mm. Is Fozzie or Gonzo Chewbacca? Fozzie is Chewbacca. Yeah. Gonzo is Luke. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Or, oh, it. wait, or or, 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 you put Gonzo and Rizzo as, um, as R2 and C-3PO. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's really good. Because, <laughs> like, so we just watched Muppet Treasure Island. Uh-huh. Rizzo was kind of being that nervous, not wanting to do anything role oh, yeah, of C-3PO. And Gonzo is a little shit. <laughs> My favorite, like... <laughs> like type of character like side <laughs> characters i love that combo uh. the only thing i like about star wars is the robots <laughs> <sighs> oh but animal would also make a good chewbacca mm. anyway sweetums sweet mm. i think sweetums just is chewbacca <laughs> who's who are the so sam the eagle is he darth vader or is he the emperor <laughs> It is the Empire Way. <laughs> God. <laughs> this shit writes itself. Disney Iris. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Not If I Reboot You First. <laughs> welcome to the episode of Sorted uh, that is not sorted. <laughs> Pepe is um, Lando Carissian. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I'm in charge of the Cloud City, okay? <laughs> I love Pepe. I love Pepe. Uh... I like Muppets. Yeah, yeah. For someone who doesn't actively watch a lot of Muppets, <laughs> man, I love the Muppets. Who's the Swedish? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't know. Uh... Um... But the band... Well, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem are just the band, yeah. the cantina band. Yeah, they're just the cantina band. Like, um, oh, Droopy McCool. Statler and Waldorf are together uh, Jabba the Hutt, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Rolf as, um, as uh, Boba Fett. Okay. Oh, who's there for Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker? Oh, I don't know. 
Oh, well, who's who's Obi Wan? We didn't cast Obi Wan. <laughs> Sh- oh, oh, should Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker be C three PO and R two D two? Oh, oh yeah, no, that's really good. Because Be- so Beaker doesn't have the the little shit energy of R two, but but he talks and beeps. Me 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 me. And then Honeydew. Oh, I say. My favorite Muppets <laughs> are my favorite Star Wars characters. Oh. I have a type. <laughs> Maybe Gonzo is Obi Wan. Okay, I buy that. Help me, Obi Gonzo Kenobi. So is Rizzo Luke? <laughs> no, that's weird. That's not. That's not a thing. <laughs> or is Luke played by like a person? <laughs> oh, me. Oh, Muppet, Muppet movies like to do that. Mm. And then you. So what? Luke is a person. Luke is a, so Luke is a person. Maybe still just Mark Hamill, even though he's much older. I was actually going to say that it's actually it is still Mark Hamill as He'd he currently exists. Totally be down. He loves the Muppets. I think that would be really funny. So then Kermit as Han, and then you've got Piggy as Leia. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, the shit writes itself. Call Mark Hamill. He's got connections. Kermit shot first. <laughs> so should we sort Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy's a Slytherin. Yeah, she <laughs> wants fame and fortune and success. She's a she's the the she's arc, a diva. She's the archetypal diva. Yes, yes. She is an actress, a singer. She does it all. She's a star. She she loves like she often have like a talk show thing yeah. going on. She loves the attention. Yeah, the spotlight. Yeah, and the success and the money. And the money. The fame and glory. She needs to be the best at everything. She needs everyone to love her, and she will. Punch you in the face if you don't. Hi! <laughs> She's also kind of a badass. Occasionally, they'll give her that sort of role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's a Slytherin. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's really nothing. You no, know, it's one hundred percent. We went off yeah. on a tangent talking about Star Wars. We don't need to tell you who Miss Piggy is. She's a Slytherin. Okay, but can you tell me who Fozzie Bear is? <laughs> Fozzie Bear is a bear, and he—he's <laughs> very fuzzy. He's fuzzy. He wears a bow tie. Yeah, and a hat. He's got a hat. Um, In Muppets Take Manhattan, he and Kermit were identical twin brothers. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I believe he's like a comedian. Yeah, he's a stand-up yeah. comic. Uh, can I? Oh, can I do a go- waka waka? Can I do it? Waka? No, I can't. I can't do it. But with the waka waka. waka I can't. Waka. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do it either. Uh, and it's often portrayed as being kind of shit at it. Everybody... <laughs> he's not a very funny comedian. Uh, but he means well. Like, oh yeah. He's, he's kind of a kind of a doof. Yeah. But uh, he's got a big heart. Yeah, he's very Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. He's Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah, we can agree on that. Yeah. Up next is my favorite Muppet. Uh-huh. Gonzo the Great. What is Gonzo? He's a whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just setting you up for that joke. Um, uh, tell me about Gonzo. So, Gonzo is, quote unquote, a whatever. He's a blue, furry, hook-nosed thing, and no one knows what he is, apart from one time in a movie when he was an alien. Mm-hmm. In the original show, he was the daredevil of the Muppets. He enjoys... He's he's, he's a masochist. Mm. Is it a masochist or a sadist? Masochist? I don't know. Automasochist. Like, he enjoys pain for himself. He, he, yeah. Like, he's just... It, he's, he's into the thrill of it. The excitement, the whatever. Like, the idea of being murdered by pirates or whatever <laughs> thrills him. He's so here for it. Yeah. He had starfish in his pants. <laughs> And then um, he used them as throwing stars. Yeah, and he's got weird hobbies, apparently. Um, and he's in love with a chicken. He is in love with a chicken. Camilla. The main reason he's my favorite Muppet is because, as I mentioned, I grew up in the 90s with mm. the 90s movies. Gonzo was far and away the most prominent Muppet in the 90s movies. Yeah, absolutely. More so than Kermit. Kind of staggering, really. Yeah, Muppet Treasure Island, he's like... One of the sidekicks. Y- yeah, he's like the secondary character with Rizzo, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then the Christmas... Carol. In Christmas Carol, he's unquestionably the main character yeah. apart from Scrooge. Yeah. He's playing Charles Dickens as narrator who hangs out with a rat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. And then they just gave him his own movie. Yeah, they really loved Gonzo in the 90s. Yeah, it's the same reason why I enjoyed Daffy Duck in Looney Tunes so much. Because sure. they did did such a push on Daffy when I was growing up. They did Looney Tunes back in action and they did mm. Duck Dodgers. And I loved those. Yeah. And I loved Muppets in Space, even though it typically shows up on people at the bottom of people's rankings of the Muppet movies. <laughs> like it's okay. Yeah. It's just Muppets. They're, they're funny. Yeah, they're funny like, puppets that do the jokes. They're not here to make great art. No, <laughs> they're here to entertain. That's their their whole deal. Now pinning Gonzo down. Yeah, uh, this is he a Gryffindor? 
I think so. Yeah, the courage. I mean, Daredevil, like, that yeah. That says... Yeah. Yeah. And he's often playing those, like, leading roles, yeah. as you mentioned, which I feel like leans towards... Yeah. Um, Mo- mostly in the 90s. Like, like I said, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the original... There was, like, the original three movies from, like, the 80s and earlier, where he was like, a prominent character, but not in that way. Same is true of the more recent films and most of the TV shows. It's just... Sure, yeah. They just really liked him in the Yeah, 90s. it was just three consecutive movies. It was his time. Yeah. To be fair, the 90s were just like that. Yeah, Gonzo does very much embody the 90s. Yeah, if Gonzo was ever going to have a time, it was going to be the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I'm glad he got it. I'm, yeah, I think Gryffindor, though. Gryffindor, easy. Easy peasy. Well, we've got Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo! Rizzo! Who, in my book, is, again, because I grew up in the 90s, the partner in crime to Gonzo. Yes, the great. that is also my impression of Rizzo. I'm not here for this new bullshit with... I haven't, I didn't watch it, I missed it at the time because I was busy, but the new Halloween special on Disney Plus where Gonzo is paired with Pepe? Like, yeah. I don't have anything wrong with Pepe, but Gonzo and Rizzo, they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why they were picked as the main characters for the movie, but they... like For the for Christmas Carol, they, it worked. Yeah. Rizzo wasn't playing anyone particularly. He was just Rizzo in there. To, like, he was just there. To riff on Gonzo's, like, direct reading from the book. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's when Rizzo is doing his best work, I think. Yeah? When he's just there being Rizzo. Yeah. Well, so in Muppets in Space, though, like, he, so he's, he's, again, cast as Gonzo's best friend. And the Muppets mm. all live in a house together. <laughs> and, like, there's a big chunk of time where nobody believes Gonzo. But Rizzo is very much presented as being Gonzo's best friend in that movie sure, as well. yeah. And then I think they just kind of stepped away from that. I think they stepped away from a lot of things that the 90s were doing because of how badly Muppet. I think Muppets from Space, whether you like it or not, was kind of a flop. Fair, yeah. Not fair. I love that movie. Uh, so Rizzo... Rizzo. He's a Slytherin. He's so Slytherin, though. Um, a very different Slytherin from, like, Miss Piggy. Yes. He's more of the cowardly sort of Slytherin. Yeah, he's, a, he's like a grifter. Yeah. Do we know what House Mundungus Fletcher is in? We don't. Because Rizzo is Mundungus Fletcher. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Like, he's on the good guy's team, but he puts himself he, before anyone yeah. else. Yeah. He's always out to make a buck. Yes. In Muppet's Treasure Island, he <laughs> uh, like he just advertises this treasure hunting ship as a as a cruise for these for many other rat Muppets who come along and provide great commentary, including the gag in that film that made Alex laugh the hardest. And if you look to your left, you'll find the set of Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was so good. Oh. It was so funny to me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's like. It just caught me so <laughs> off guard as like a, a meta joke. Like oh. there's loads of like self-referential stuff going on, but yeah. that one in particular just, <laughs> just got me. <laughs> um, yeah, Rizzo's definitely like. He's going to put himself first. Mm-hmm. And mm. then maybe food. And then maybe his friends. Like, his friends are highly ranked. Yeah, of course. But himself and food, I think, do go first. It's funny as well. Like, sooner than I would pair Gonzo with Pepe, I'd pair Rizzo with Pepe. Ooh. And ooh. I think they have worked together as a pair occasionally. What a combo. Right? They're little. And they're both... <laughs> Troublemakers? Yeah. They, they, they've got similar energies. They do. They show, but in, like, different directions. Yeah, they've shown it together in some things, but there's just... That is a power, power yeah, pairing. But, like, you pair them together for a very different feel to Gonzo yes. and Rizzo. Why do you pair Gonzo and Pepe? Because that's kind of the same flavor. Hmm. But just splitting up the dream team. Anyway, so they're in for Rizzo. Yes. And our final main character... Mm-hmm. Yeah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's Animal. Animal? He's oh, an animal. Yeah, tell me about animal. He's an animal. Okay, and he plays the drums. Yes. Ah! He had a, he had a great little mini storyline explaining where he was in the 2011 Muppets movie. He was in anger management therapy. Nice. And like, so obviously the movie is filled with celebrity cameos and stuff. Jack Black is one of his fellow anger management therapy Attendees? participants. I think it's it, like it's kind of shown as being um, rehab. Sure. Ish. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, Animal goes with Kermit to restart the Muppets, and then when they realize they need celebrity cameos, Animal and various others return to kidnap Jack Black. <laughs> so it was kind of setting that up for later, which it worked. 
that's fun. Yeah. Animal barely has a personality. Yeah. He's just a... He's literally an animal. I'm a little He's often in chains. I'm a little surprised he's on the main character list. Well, he's so crucial, though, and prominent. Sure. Like, you know, he's just... He's everywhere. Sure. He's great. (laughs) A lot of the Muppets are, like, in everything. Yeah, but he's more prominently in things, though. Does he, like, play actual roles rather than just... (laughs) He's usually just part... Like, it... Well... So they've, I mean, they've only done a few things of retellings of other stories. Mm-hmm. They did do. There was a televised uh, Muppets Wizard of Oz at one point, oh. which had Kermit as the Scarecrow, Gonzo as the Tin Man, and Fozzie as the Cowardly Lion. Sure. And Pepe as Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy's pet prawn. I don't know what animal's role was in that, but like, so in the movies that I know, like. He's always part of the main group, is the thing. Like mm. he's so he's from he's in he's in Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, uh, the band, but like they don't tend to show up outside of being in the band. In yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol and uh, Muppets Treasure Island, mm-hmm. he is just part of the band. Yeah, but in many other things, he's just there as part of the group going on the adventures. Sure, sure. I guess the the iterations that I know don't feature yeah. Animal very heavily. Like any of the movies that are just about the Muppets being Muppets, yeah, he's he's a big, a big. Fair enough, that. fair enough. And I don't know those ones as well. Also, I you know he's Animal. He's great. Yeah. Everyone loves Animal. <laughs> uh, what house is Animal? Probably Gryffindor as well. Yeah, that adds up. Different kind of Gryffindor, but Gryffindor. A lot of energy. I see that. Yeah, it's hard to pin him down really because he doesn't express much, <laughs> but he wants to play music and have fun. Yeah. He's excited to be here. Yeah. Okay, so it's time. It's time. It's time for the lightning bolt round. All right, first up, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Ooh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. (laughs) He's the Muppets resident scientist. Anytime they need, like, a Q type from James Bond or any type of gadget specialist, it's him. He's a Ravenclaw. He's a doctor. He's a scientist. He invents things with his partner, Alex. Beaker. Beaker is my favorite Muppet. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 I just, I love him. Me? He's also, like, I also am. Me, 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 me. Me? Me? Me, 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 me. Um, if you didn't get the bit, that's how Beaker talks. Me, 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 me. Beaker is the uh, unfortunate test subject in the majority of Honeydew's experiments, quite frequently getting blown through walls um, or blown up, a lot of pain. I feel so bad for him, and I think that's why he's my favorite, is I'm like, he needs something, and that something, all I can give to him is my affection. (laughs) Uh, he doesn't I, seem he never leaves honeydew though so no he, he's totally fine with it um yeah. i think he's a hufflepuff because he's so dang patient <laughs> and loyal and loyal yeah like he's he's there to help the research he's a he's a good man i think he's also a scientist but hmm. whatever he's like a lab assistant yeah he's he's an assistant anyway tell me about sam the eagle sam the eagle is an american eagle hmm <laughs> <laughs> i just it's just the best gag in Chris- Muppet's Christmas Carol, it's just... It's just the American way. Hey, Sam. Oh. It is the British way. He's <laughs> <laughs> playing an English schoolmaster. Just- and then Gonzo has... Like, and he's, like, Gonzo just whispers in his ear and calls him Sam to do so and whispers, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, this play is said in England, actually. Oh. It's <laughs> so good. It is very good. Uh, he's very... He's portrayed as very typically very conservative... Like, sure, pro-America yeah. type, yeah. you know, Very you know patriotic. the type, Ron Swanson esque, yeah, n- no nonsense t- kind of dude. He was the first mate in Treasure Island, and so- sometimes he's mildly antagonistic. Sure, not in anything we've watched lately, which is no. a little surprising yeah. to me, but. Uh, he's very funny. The bit, whatever his bit is, I think is very America. funny. America! <laughs> like, oh. He's so committed to the bit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Slytherin. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that that adds up. Up next is <laughs> You've got Statler. Which one's Statler? I I can't tell them. I don't remember which one's which. 
I don't know. You don't know either. Okay. I think I think he's the one with the mustache. Okay. And the slightly smaller head. Because I think I remember there's like Waldorf's wife shows up. Mm. I think it's I, I think she's Mrs. Waldorf. And it's like it's the exact same Muppet, but with long hair. Incredible. Um Like like to be clear, he's not in that one. Like he's homesick or something, so she feels in for him. They clearly just put a wig on the regular Muppet. That's incredible. <laughs> so who is Statler? One of two old men. Yep. Who commentates? Yeah, aren't usually involved in any of the plots. No, or no. So, like in the original show, they were in the they were the audience. They were yeah. representing the audience. They were hecklers. Yeah, like they did YouTube shorts, and they were then shown at the end of each one to be watching on the computer at home. They um, commentate in various forms, typically. Yeah, yeah. they're very funny. <laughs> In, like, a stupid way. With Marley and Marley. They're also like, Marley and Marley. The one time that they're, like, directly involved. Yeah. Um, why am I... I keep trying to talk about them, but that, like, Grunkle Stan puppet. Because <laughs> they do the bit where they're, me- yeah. they're, they're parodying yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> like, just keeps floating into my head. Grunkle Stan and uh, Old Man McGucket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they have the same personality. Oh, entirely. Um, They're just... They're just there to kind of be mean. Yeah. Uh, and I think are there for Slytherins. Yeah. I will agree with you for Waldorf, also Slytherin, because yeah. I was... Because I... Yeah. The order. Alex, tell me about Scooter. Scooter is just a guy. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, he's a Muppet, but he's like a guy. Yeah. When you when you think about just generic Muppet, that's Scooter. Yeah, he's got glasses. That is his, like, defining characteristic as physically. Um... He's usually, like, Kermit's assistant? Yeah, when when they're doing the show, he is, yeah, Kermit's number two. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, doing Stage a lot of manager. The running around, a lot of the organizing. Yeah. Um, I think he's a very hard worker, mm. and I think he's just trying to do his best. I think he's a Hufflepuff. Mm. I might have argued Ravenclaw, but... Raven... No, I did con- I did briefly consider Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, but I... Yeah. Yeah. I think, you, I think the hard working overtakes the intelligence. Tell me about Rolf. Rolf is a dog. Yes. He's, he's just a dog. There's, there's, like, he's pretty generic in concept. He's literally just a dog. He plays piano. He plays piano, yes. He doesn't really have any appearances in the 90s film, so I know him less than a lot of the others. But he is a dog, he pl- and he's the piano player. And I'm going to say creativity there, he's a Ravenclaw. I like it. Yeah. Also, I think, from what I know of the character, I think that, that probably sounds right. Although all dogs are Hufflepuff. Well, that's true, I suppose. But this dog is not a dog, he's a Muppet. Okay, that's fair. Valid. Extremely valid. <laughs> He's more Muppet than dog. Alex, tell me about Pepe. Pepe is a prawn. A shrimp. A king prawn. A king prawn. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of those little shrimp legs. He's kind of a ladies' man. Mm. Lady shrimp, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. He, his energy to me feels like if you combined Miss Piggy and Rizzo. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, that sounds like nonsense, but that is 100% accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got kind of like that, like, schmoozy Rizzo mm-hmm. sort of like, I'm trying to look out for myself yep. and get what I want, uh, but also a little bit of that, um... Showmanship. Yeah. And that, like, needing to be the center of attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, that, like, Miss Piggy has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that like flirtatiousness. The lightning bolt round, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. I'm trying. I, I'm trying to figure out Pepe. Pepe's a Slytherin. Yeah, he. We just went at length to describe him as the combination of two other Slytherins. I got distracted. Uh, tell me about Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. So Doctor Teeth is the leader of the band, the Electric Mayhem, which include various other Muppets, including Janice, who's like the only other named female Muppet really who talks. Mm, yeah. But they all really have the same personality, and it's kind of hippie band type yeah. and i'm gonna go with hufflepuff mm, no no mm. no yeah i am gonna go with hufflepuff they've got that creative musician thing again but but those like chill vibes. yeah the peace and love and just i enjoyed the beta muppet treasure island where they're just like so are we on the pirate side or the like the, or the frog <laughs> captain side i don't know man don't get involved in politics we're just we're just here to play music <laughs> yeah Oh, the hard of the Swedish chef, the bork bork. Uh, next up is the Swedish chef. is throwing to me. I'll translate for the listeners. Uh, I speak Swedish, apparently. Bork. 
that's so I hope we don't have any Swedish listeners because that's mean. Although, although, from what I understand, Sweden loves the Swedish Sweden chef. Sweden loves the Swedish chef. They put him in their Eurovision thing however many years ago. Uh, 2013. Yeah, it was a while. It's been a while. But, but like, that when is When Sweden like... hosted Eurovision in 2013 and they had a host song in, like, in the intermission, like, among the great things of Sweden, along with like Swedish meatballs and IKEA, was listed the Swedish chef. My favorite Eurovision like moment, I think, honestly, it was a good one. I don't think anything has quite topped that for me. I love the Swedish chef for the fact that he just has human hands because it would be <laughs> too difficult to get a Muppet hands to do what he does <laughs> to like toss the things around. Yeah, and to like, like actually use tools at times. And... Yeah, he just grabs whatever's in front of him and just throws it around. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be a fun job. Playing the Swedish chef. Playing any Muppet's gonna oh, be fun. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like some of them are, would require a lot of, like, nuance and, like... Oh, it still work. Yeah, like, more acting. Whereas the Swedish chef, I feel like, is you're just, you're just having fun. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, like, whoever plays the Swedish chef also plays many other Muppets. That's, Most that's Muppet fair. actors portrayed a variety yeah 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 um swedish chef is a ravenclaw yeah that's yeah. that's again those creative vibes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right next up is camilla camilla is a chicken camilla is a chicken and i don't mean she's a chicken like fozzy is a bear or Kermit is a frog she is literally just a chicken <laughs> she doesn't talk she clucks she is chicken sized and shaped and she is the <laughs> love interest of gonzo the great uh-huh. Because he's weird and he's just attracted to chickens. In the original show, the Muppet Show, there were a large group of chickens. They just had chicken Muppets and they would use them as gags. Like think like cuckoos in Legend of Zelda. Like sure, they're just around. Yeah. And then in one episode or whatever, they just mentioned that Gonzo's in like trying to woo one particular chicken. And now that chicken is a character. She's exactly the same in any other way as all the other chickens. She is just a chicken. She's a chicken. Hufflepuff. Sure. Because she's literally a chicken. Alex, tell me about Bobo the bear. Ah, uh, this is the, the very large bear. Yes. Who's got kind of a grumpy face. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of nice. Yeah. He's like a sweetheart. A lot of the time he's portrayed as like working with the villains, but not wanting to. And being a fan of the Muppets anyway. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. wanting to break out of that role. Yeah. He's just kind of like a big muscle dude. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Hufflepuff. Okay. Tell me about Walter. So Walter is the Muppet that was introduced in the 2011 movie. Mm-hmm. He is the brother of Jason Siegel. Yes. I haven't seen this movie, so. Hit and miss. Yeah. Good parts, bad parts. Um, the songs were great. Mm. He is a massive fan of the Muppets before, and he and his brother grew up watching the Muppets and love them, and they go to L.A. to go and see the Muppets or whatever, and like, oh, fine, they've separated and broken apart, and they've got to get them back together, the same old, same old story. He loves the Muppets and wants to help make them a success again, and he wants, like, he decides he wants to be part of them, but then realizes he doesn't have any talent, and the big plot twist, like, the big twist at the end, when he finally discovers his talent is, he's really good at whistling, and he just does this whistling performance, and it's like, okay, that came out of nowhere, it wasn't set up in any way that he would be good at whistling and he doesn't resolve anything it's just oh i guess okay. he just realized he can whistle i okay. guess what's his house hufflepuff okay <laughs> alex tell me about sweetums sweetums is a big something he's a sweden he's just, he's just a sweden he's a big hairy hairy thing yeah he's a sweden a sweetum yeah he's a sweden uh-huh. Oh, he's, he's such yeah. a sweet. Well, that's the thing. He's, oh. he's kind of like this big, scary-looking thing. Yeah. Uh, but he is just a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, and a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love. There's a lot of those. A lot of like Muppets that are like, ah, oh, it's just this big thing, but sweetheart. Yeah. A big, big, scary, but nice. Hmm. Um, that's that's a very Muppet vibe. Uh, JD, will you tell me about Tim Curry? So Tim Curry is a Muppet who first appeared in Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> Playing the role of Muppet Long John Silver. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's Tim Curry. He's just he's just fucking Tim Curry playing Long John Silver. He he has a lobster in that that's Polly the parrot, but it's a lobster and mm-hmm. also an evil pirate. He's portraying Long John Silver, like yeah. from the original Treasure Island, who is a kind of complex and interesting character. And I'm sure the film kind of like waters that down a bit for the sake of it being a Muppets movie. Yeah. Not entirely. Yeah, no, I no, not- like it's not the worst. Yeah. But I mean, there's probably greater depth to his complexity in the novel, I would guess. 
probably. I don't know. I read the novel once and it was really boring and I yeah. was a child and I didn't like it. However, more importantly, mm. he's Tim fucking Curry. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, we don't sort real people. No. But he is Tim Curry and he's a Muppet. We've been sort I mean we've been sorting real people this whole list. No, we've been sorting Muppets. Yeah, they're real people. No, they're they're Muppets. People and Muppets are different. Fucking racist. They can be real, and they can have feelings and exist. So why are we allowed to sort real people but not real Muppets? Um, because we had never established that rule, and this is a loophole that we found. Mm. Well, here's a loophole. Tim Curry is a Muppet. Okay. He's the main character in Muppets Treasure Island. The actor Tim Curry plays him. In this, oh. the actor Tim Curry plays the Muppet Tim Curry playing Long John Silver. Right. You see? Yes. He's a Gryffindor. He's Tim Curry. He's a Gryffindor? Yeah. Okay. Big, booming, leadership, chaos vibes. Okay. Alex, tell me about Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> Batman. No. Not Batman. Muppets. <laughs> Christmas Carol. All right, then tell me about him. I've he been waiting for you. plays Scrooge. Hmm. Well, Michael Caine portrays the, mu- the Muppet Michael Caine, who portrays Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Slytherin. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he plays Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And... Loves money. Miserly mean the origin of the term Scrooge. Yeah. Becomes nice. Still Slytherin, though. Yeah? You think he's still Slytherin at the I end? think he's still Slytherin. All right. And that is The Muppet Sorted. <laughs> Alex, I'm here to invite you to sort it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have something that I think should be fixed in Harry Potter. Uh-huh. And it may be because I was listening to Fanatical <laughs> Fix earlier today uh-huh. and was musing on the fact that there aren't any extracurriculars at Hogwarts except for Quidditch. So, just to be clear, though, your improvement to Harry Potter is not just to have the me portrayed by Muppets because that would be good too okay that would be good actually hold on pause for one sec <laughs> like we cast Star Wars as the Muppets we should probably cast Harry Potter as yeah, the Muppets yeah and I do I do want to talk about how Hogwarts needs extra and we will but uh, but okay Kermit is Harry yeah I mean that's the obvious oh no because Miss Piggy has to be Hermione yeah not Ron not Ginny yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes she plays those secondary roles. Well, maybe, like with Star Wars, we do it again, where Daniel Radcliffe is still just Harry, <laughs> R- Kermit is Ron. And Miss Piggy is Hermione. Maybe, or maybe the Muppets should be more of the teachers. Ooh. Maybe Kermit should be Dumbledore. I like that. That feels that feels better for me. Who's Miss Piggy? <laughs> she, she can't, uh, she's probably not going to Oh, there's not enough female Muppets. There is not. <laughs> Miss Piggy, like, there are so many, there, like, Harry Potter has plenty of female characters. Yeah, as many flaws as it has, it is rife with, with female characters. Uh, uh, Miss Piggy can't play them all. Unless. <laughs> oh, so, so Sam the Eagle is Snape. Yes, that absolutely. Fits. Um, so which one is Malfoy? Is it Rizzo <laughs> or is it Pepe? <laughs> or are they Crab and Goyle? <laughs> Oh, are they are they crabbing Goyle to Gonzo's Malfoy? <laughs> Gonzo is Malfoy. <laughs> Can you do a Gonzo voice? No, okay. I'm sorry. I can't either. What what is Malf- What would Malfoy say? Anyway? My father. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until my father hears about this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So Sweetums is Hagrid. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Statler and Waldorf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, they could be Crab and Goyle. Or Fred and George. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Beaker as Quirrell. And he spends the entire first one just going, me, 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 me. But then at the end reveals he can talk and he's evil. The twist. <laughs> yeah, he twists, He just twists his head around because he's a Muppet. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do this to my boy? Because <laughs> it fits so well. Oh Bunsen Honeydew is Lupin. Okay. Do you not think? Who would you put, who would you cast as Well, no, I'm just as? concerned because that's a pair, you know? Uh, sure. 
Well, there. Okay. Well, who would you cast? On? Do you not think that Bega fits as Quirrell? He does. Like I get that he's a they're a, they're a pair, but also it works mm. so well. This could just be Beaker's breakout role. <laughs> Unless you want to cast Honeydew as Voldemort. <laughs> I need the Philosopher's Stone in your pocket, Harry. <laughs> I can use it to bring back your parents. <laughs> With my latest experiment. And then Beaker, when Quirrell dies, doesn't just die, he just like rockets off. Me! <laughs> I'm also thinking about a very Potter musical. Yeah. And that version of Quirrell and Voldemort. <laughs> of course. And that as Beaker and Honeydew. Uh huh. Which is just. <laughs> Sexual tension between Beaker and. <laughs> oh, you know what? Walter is Harry. Walter. Okay. Walter works as so many of those like main character types. Like, I saw an article commenting if they did Muppet Treasure Island now, mm. Walter would be Jim. Sure. Yeah. And like he just fits into that archetype we're all of like the kind of naive, sure protagonist type that yeah. doesn't really fit Kermit because Kermit's like makes more sense in a kind of mental role. Yeah. So I do think Kermit, Kermit, Kermit as Dumbledore is like strong. Yeah. Hey, is can Animal be Ron? Yeah. <laughs> Red hair. <laughs> just, just a vibe. Piggy is the fat lady. Oh yeah. <sighs> Piggy as Piggy <sighs> Trelawney. Trelawney. Well, which uh, are we? Are we doing the entire series, or are we just? I don't know. Gonna start <laughs> with like the first bit. one. This is a stupid. Or are we going to do, like, what the musicals do? Yeah. And sort of mash a few together. Uh, I don't know. I think Piggy, Piggy could portray McGonagall. Really I think well. she could, yeah. Like, her, like, her, like, showdowns, like, her Umbridge-type showdowns, like, mm. where, where McGonagall's badass moments, Piggy yeah. would rock. Absolutely. Honestly, I don't think there's anything Miss Piggy couldn't do. Yeah. She has the range. Uh... You're definitely not going to stop her from playing any role she wants to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think she wants to play in Harry Potter? She probably wants Hermione. She does. <laughs> Are you then still keeping animals wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. We need a secondary female Muppet. This we, isn't going to work. We do need more Lady Muppets. I mean, there's Camilla. <laughs> and there's Janice. Mm. And... Who are also over there. It's a pretty, pretty slim pickings. Yeah. Is Kermit the Frog as Dumbledore just like wearing an obviously fake beard? <laughs> and yeah. A wizard hat. Yeah. Thanks, I love it. Hi ho, friends! Welcome back to Hogwarts. <laughs> I have only four words to say. Nitwit, oddment, blubber, tweak. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> right, sorting it out. <laughs> So, extracurriculars. Um, extracurriculars. I think Hogwarts should have extracurriculars. So, obviously, there's Quidditch. Yeah. I think there should be a chess club. Mm-hmm. I think Ron should be in chess club. Now, we know there's a Gobstones club. That's fair. It's mentioned in passing by some, like, younger students in book five. Do you think we'll, they'll shut down the Gobstones club? Sure. Ron's like, I think okay. you'll be okay with Gobstones. Sure. So, like, there are some that aren't mentioned. Yeah. But why aren't they, like, a bigger part of the goings-on at the school? Like, everyone goes and watches Quidditch matches, but, like... Yeah. Where's the spring musical? Where's the choir now, actually, performances? If we're allowed to go outside of the canon of the seven books, mm. I can actually answer you the question of why there are no musicals. It comes to us from the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Oh. Um, so the Tales of Beetle the Bard re- releases a real book for charity like in 2008, I think, like a year after Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. And it had five tales in it and it included commentary from Dumbledore. Sure. One of them in there is the tale of the Fountain of Fair Fortune, mm-hmm. which I think was mentioned in the books anyway. And it's about like three witches and a knight who go off to find this fountain. Da, 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 da. And Dumbledore mentions that uh, I think it was Professor Kettleburn like the former uh, charismatical creatures teacher also loved drama and tried to put on a production of the Phantom of Fair Fortune. Okay. And basically it was a massive disaster and there was a giant worm that tried to eat people. 
Okay. And so basically, it was it was cancelled for basically the same reason the try was the tournament was. Okay. It was a massive disaster. Okay, so maybe sometimes they do do that. Yeah. But, okay, but what about like less potentially life threatening? <laughs> like, okay, like I could I could see the drama club having some problems mm-hmm. because you're getting magic involved and that kind of thing. But like yeah. choir performances. Well, in the film, which like you know, we got a frog choir in the movies, but what the fuck is that? It, nothing. Nothing. Um, we know that there are wizard musicians. Where's the band? Oh, we can't. Go, we can't go down the road of we know there are wizard ends. Where is the learning how to do this thing? Where's the school newspaper? Where's the art club? I do want to mention the fact that. A number of these things are very American concepts, to be fair. Mm. English schools don't have anywhere near the same level of like after-school clubs and extracurricular things going on. I guess. They, not to say they have nothing, but okay, well then- my secondary school didn't really have anything. Hmm. They didn't have a sports team, for instance. Okay, well that's, I feel like, more of an outlier. I feel like most schools would at least have sports. They would. I think a lot of t- schools in England play sports within themselves, they wouldn't have, like, a set team. It's like, when I've worked in schools, granted, primary schools, not secondary schools, but I've worked in schools and taken teams to other schools to play games, but they'd be, like, individual games and like mm-hmm. in, or individual one-off tournament-type things that the kids would sign up for it, in, on that occasion, and it wouldn't be remotely a big deal. Sure. I don't think kids' sports should be a big deal. Yeah, well, um. <laughs> Like, Quidditch in the series does seem closer to American football in high schools yeah, than anything yeah. we do in England. Which I think is part of why it, it feels so unbalanced yeah. to me. Like, I was in the drama club in high school. <laughs> I wasn't in any plays or anything. I filmed the performances <laughs> uh, and made everyone copies of the DVDs because that was who I was. But, like... I mean, here's the thing, Alex. Are any of these extracurriculars relevant to Harry's journey? Quidditch was... Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's got a big deal. But, like, Quidditch... Quidditch was a big deal to everyone, not mm. just to Harry. Mm-hmm. Relatively, yeah, speaking, yeah. It was such a big deal that they barely included it in the films. Mm. It was cut entirely from Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the fil- the book that has the most Quidditch of any it of them. It does have a lot of Quidditch in it. It was cut entirely from God of the Fire. They only barely showed the beginning of the one Quidditch match from Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, like... and. That's, that's kind of what I mean. Like, it's they cut, largely... They cut most of it from Prisoner of Azkaban, frankly. Yeah, it's largely inconsequential. Yeah. Like, it does... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, the Quidditch matches don't really add much to the story. There's a couple that have some plot stuff going on. They always add something, but yes. it's always disproportionate to the amount of time that we're spent, spent with them. On Quidditch. Yeah. 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 And, like, the amount of time spent explaining how the game works and this whole system and all of that stuff. Do you know what's also odd Mm. about Quidditch? Is that we're never shown any games that aren't Gryffindors. No! (laughs) Gryffindor played half of the games from the season. But, like, the one time that we get a Quidditch match described, or I guess twice, we get two Quidditch matches described that Harry goes to watch, and it's the ones from Order of the Phoenix, which are still the Gryffindor games after he's been kicked off the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's not... My, my issue with this is not that, like, there aren't extracurriculars. Like, there aren't clubs and things going on. My issue is more that Quidditch should not be the be-all and end-all of life at Hogwarts outside of classes. <laughs> like... From an outside perspective, though, would you not say that that, like, reflects on particularly American schools? Like, mm-hmm. what extracurriculars from American schools are outsiders going to be most aware of them doing? It's Drama club! More so than their, their well, not football? Not more so, no, not more so. Sure. But like, I'm, not say- I'm not defending this either. I think it's deeply disturbing how much Americans care about American football. It is. Especially at, like, college age and worse, high school age, where it's still a big yes. deal. And it's like, do they televise high school games? No. No? Okay. Just college games, which is still messed up, but yeah, it's a yeah. weird ethos. How are we going to fix it, Alex? Well, Ron's going to join the chess club. <laughs> Hermione's going to host a book club. Everyone's going to have extracurriculars outside of the plot. To be fair, Hermione does found a club. The Society for the Protection of Elfish Welfare. Okay, but... <laughs> like an actual club. Yeah. That has other members besides yeah. the trio. I think the trio need hobbies outside of saving the world. But they don't have time because they've got to save the world. Mm. Let Ron do chess. Also, just let Ron be cl- 
clearly good at things. But Ron have something he's good at. I think maybe that's part of it. It's like later in the books, like Ron joins the Quidditch team, and that's like his only chance to be. And he still sucks. Competent, like he's never. He's always shown as being worse. Like he's not as good a Quidditch player as his younger sister, who was never allowed to play Quidditch. Yeah. Who magically shows up and he's like, yeah, oh, I'm just, I'm just really amazing now because I'm setting up to be your love interest next book. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, it just seems... And Harry Potter's love interest must be perfect. Yeah. It seems it seems wildly unbalanced yeah. in the after-school recreation We department. can also just make everyone care a fuck-ton less about the sports. Yes, that too. And have people show up for it, but nowhere near everyone. Primarily just people from their own houses. Yeah, supporting like, their team. Yeah, they're, like, the friends of the players, like, people in their own, like, social groups, and then... The more fanatical sports fans from outside those groups. Sure. And then also have them go to support their other friends at their ventures. Is it Dean that draws? Dean draws. Dean's putting on an art show. And one of those plot things that happens during a Quidditch game, it's happening somewhere else now. Well, but they mostly happen to Harry. Harry can be there. No, but they happen to him as a result of Quidditch. So, like, he catches the snitch with his mouth, which comes back later. He breaks his arm and gets the bones removed. He lo- breaks his firebolt and he wins the cup. And You can find other ways. Yeah. You can break his arm at an art show. Hmm. It's magic art. Hermione probably doesn't join Dean's drawing club. No, Hermione can't draw. Hermione can't draw. <laughs> she only reads books and she cannot draw. Even yeah. if she reads a how-to-draw book. Yeah. Anyway, like, have, like, oh, Neville started, like, a a herbology club or whatever, and, like, he asked Harry and Ron and Hermione to, like, come to his first meeting, and they went to be supportive, and oh, no, no one else showed up except for that weird Ravenclaw girl, and, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like... (laughs) I think a lot of these are the kinds of things you could do if Harry was, um, episodic. Yeah. If if Harry was, if, (laughs) if Harry Potter was episodic, like... If you made this a TV show and you weren't like just saying like, no, we have set number of episodes and we've just got to get the plot points. If you allow it to expand and just like have filler episodes and like I mean, you pauses. say that, but how long is Order of the Phoenix? The book or the film? The book. Sure. How much of that is filler? I don't know. It, genuinely. Like, yeah, just like it, they, they t- I mean, they turned it into like the shortest film. Yeah. I think a lot of it's not necessarily filler. It's that a lot of it is stuff that's... A lot of it is reduced from that, particularly Harry's angst, because they already covered that in the third film. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stuff, I think, is kind of, still kind of like... It's just stuff that takes longer to do in words. Sure. Than to show it. Yeah. Which I think is part of that. I haven't I haven't read them for a while now. Order of the Phoenix is my second favourite. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I like that book a I lot. I really enjoy Order of the Phoenix. Um, I think it gets a... Like, it's, yeah, better than... And, like, thinking about it, like, I feel like it's all action. Like, there's not a lot of yeah. filler. Like, it... I. But, I, I don't know, checked. it's so long. Yeah. I haven't checked, but it's probably got the longest preamble before they get to Hogwarts. Probably. Maybe Goblet of Fire beats that out. But, like, because, you remember, Harry starts off at the Dursleys and then gets attacked by Dementors and the Dursleys and has to be escaped from the Dursleys and then he has to explore... Uh, grim old place and like find mm-hmm. out what's going on there and then they have the trial and, and he goes to trial there. and, and yeah. then there's a party for Ron and Hermione and then there's the Bogart stuff with Mrs. Weasley and there's a lot going on before yeah, they even go to Hogwarts there's a lot going on in that book yeah. I think you just need to slow like some things get slowed down so you can fit things in more with the pacing and like you can have those quieter moments of rest and relaxation between things yeah hey I'm gonna talk a bit more about that next week yeah but just break up the drama and the action a bit more yeah. with those quieter moments. Yeah. And some things like Quidditch just, yeah, you drastically Quidditch, turn down the focus on. Quidditch should be less important. Everyone should have hobbies. Yeah. That's how I'm fixing Harry Potter today. Cool. And also recasting them as Muppets. Also recasting them as Muppets. We don't know which ones, though. Tweet yeah. at us. Uh... Miss Piggy is playing every female role apart from we'll leave one out for Camilla who's Camilla? Ginny yeah oh but then if we're casting Gonzo as Malfoy that's just gonna fuel (laughs) Drinny we don't wanna fuel Drinny shipping no okay okay who's Gonzo? Draco Malfoy Camilla it's gotta be Pansy then (laughs) unless Camilla's Harry (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Them's the Facts. Cult Classics. And our other show, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Mishakamo of the Wampum Willows for our theme song, The House of Awesome Theme Song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter, at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favourite puppet, and we'll sort it. Also, tweeted us your Muppet Harry Potter fan casts. <laughs> and frankly, any Muppet fan casts. Tweeted us your Muppet fan casts. <laughs> Star Wars, Avatar The Last Airbender. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Tanner. And I'm Lindsay. And together we host a podcast called Not If I Reboot You First. It's a show where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. We also do adaptations and spin-offs and sequels, but everybody seems to call those reboots too. It's everyone's favorite buzzword. Sometimes we make something really good, like when we turn the mummy into a proper pilot for the Dark Universe. Sometimes things go bad and I drunkenly yell at JK Rowling for an hour. And sometimes it gets really weird and we time crash the entire Mighty Ducks franchise into a single universe. So join us every week for something that's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. Follow us on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for the name of the show and it's pronounced I turned Princess Belle into Iron Man once. Wait, what? <laughs>